God should ever love me. His saving grace bestowed on even me. Though I was lost to Satan, I was in bondage. But Christ lives within His grace. Has joy and peace within. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. I stand amazed that I, a lonely beggar, should walk with God along life's narrow every disappointment and he changed my darkest night to golden day I stand amazed that God should ever love me so wild was I so deeply stained by sin to say something. I heard a sermon yesterday and it just spoke to my heart. Basically, the amazing grace that you were bought and you're saved and the Lord opened your eyes. Let us be, let us be excited. Let us not forget his amazing grace to share the wonderful news of Jesus Christ. See, that's my story because he's given me that story. And I want to share it with all my heart. I want to share the good news to the gospel of Jesus Christ can change and save lives today. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Glory to his holy name. Praise your holy name. Praise God. Praise God. I stand amazed and I, a lonely beggar, should walk with God along life's narrow. 
disappointment and he changed my darkest night
could not be hid. John saw that city. Oh, yes, he did. John caught a glimpse of the golden throne. Tell me all about it. Just go right on around the throne. He saw a crystal sea. There's got to be more. What will it be? I want to go to that city he saw. To
other. And we need to praise him and worship him today like we need him because we do. I'm no stranger to the prison. I've worn shackles and chains. But I've been freed and forgiven. Yes, I have. I'm not going back. And I'll never be the same. That's why I'm singing. All my hope is in Jesus. Yesterday is gone. All my sins are forgiven, and I've been washed by the blood. I'm no stranger to the prison, and I've worn shackles and chains, but I've Yes, I have. I'm not going back. I'll never be the same. That's why I'm singing. All my hope is in Jesus. Thank God my yesterday is gone. All my sins are forgiven. And I've been washed by. Yesterday is gone, and all my sins are forgiven, and I've been washed by the blood. Well, I've been washed by the Promise. 
did say like me, you'll surely be despised. And I did say, my ways confound the wise. And I didn't say you'd never taste the bitter kiss of death, or have to walk through chilly Jordan.
for the one that you see leaving in like matters coming back for you and me and I believe he's coming back like he said I believe that a trumpet is gonna sound so loud one day to wake the day If you're listening to the news and you're reading all the things and you're hearing all the things, you cannot believe that the time is not near. And that's what this verse says. I believe the time is nearing. We'll soon see his appearing. Oh, this could be the hour, church. This could be the day when the saints of every nation they're gonna lose all gravitation in the middle of the air be called time that chorus and I believe he's coming back oh like he said and I believe that a trumpet's gonna sound so loud one day to wake the dead it's in the twinkling of an eye he'll split the eastern sky and I It's in the twinkling of an eye. Hail split the eastern sky, and I believe he's coming back, like he said. Nikki, come on this morning. I just want to take a minute, real quick, to just thank God and praise Him. Um, as you know, my fingers don't work, and I uh, just want to share a funny little story. Uh, there's a song that says, good Lord, I got a good Lord. But yesterday in my frustration, I was changing a rolling baby's diaper and have no fingers to do so, and was trying my best, but was emotionally and physically just spiraling. I was tanked, and, you know, it was just me. And I finally, when I got to the last tab, I said, in the name of Jesus, and my baby son raised his hands at me. I've taught him. I've taught him praise the name of Jesus. And I thought I, it immediately changed my response to thank you, Jesus, that I, ha that I have this little baby. And so in our struggles, I don't mean it to sound cliche, but literally God, when we just fix our eyes on Jesus, our, our response has changed to good Lord. Even in our frustrations, I got a good Lord. Uh, but I'm going to sing good God Almighty this morning. So sing with me, please. This is good God Almighty. Amen. Amen. 
can count the times I've called your name so broken night. And you show up and patch me up like you do every time. I get amnesia. I forget that you keep coming around. And there is no way you'll ever let me down. Good God Almighty.
reason I'm up here, I was, uh, this is like three or four days before uh, what happened over in Israel. I was reading over in Psalms, and uh, I was reading the 118th Psalm. And then later on, I, I left the, the Bible open to that for a couple of days. I kept just studying it. Then when all that stuff that happened when Israel got it, attacked and all that uh, slaughter was going on. Uh, I was watching that on the TV and I looked over and the Lord said, I want you to preach this. I said, well, I, I'll try. Then that week, Tim asked me, so would you like to preach next Sunday? So that left it open. Then last Friday night at the prayer, we had a prayer meeting. Jeannie gets up and she's using all the scriptures right around uh, how good God is. And uh, so they just confirmed it. So this morning, uh, to start off with, there's the invitation. Uh, I'm going to be in the 118th Psalm, but the 117th Psalm, the 117th Psalm is the smallest Psalm in the Bible. And uh, 119 is the longest. And right in the middle is the one that's here. 118. <laughs> and uh, so I'm going to, this is the invitation, this is the inv perfect invitation to what's going on now in the world. This is 117. Oh, praise the Lord, all you nations. Praise him, all you people. Amen. What an invitation. Look how the world's treating the Jewish people right now. It's everywhere. There's anti-Semitic. They hate the Jews. And they don't, they don't, I was watching one program. They couldn't figure out why the world hates the Jews. I thought that's God's people why they hate them. That's, that's where the Messiah is coming back to. That's why they hate them. And then verse 2 says, For his merciful kindness is great towards us, and the truth of the Lord endureth forever. Praise ye the Lord. Amen. And that's what we've been doing all morning. I love to praise Him. Amen. Don't, don't you like to praise the Lord? I mean, there's, it ain't hard. All you got to do is know Him, and you can't help but praise Him. Amen. And in 118, listen to this. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good. Thank you, Nikki, for singing that. Is He good? <laughs> is He God? Amen. <laughs> Give God, uh, oh, give thanks unto the Lord for he is good because his mercy endureth forever. I can be a witness to that. I've known him a long, long time. And I'll tell you, the only thing that's ever kept me going is his grace and his mercy. He could have wiped me out when I failed him years ago. Every week I looked at that mercy in my life, the goodness of God. He's good. Amen, he's good. He's good to me. Has he been good to you? Amen. Listen to this. Verses 2. Well, the first of all, endureth means it's established. God's mercy is established. It ain't going nowhere. You know, when I first met him, I first got saved, his mercy was there for me. And all these many years later, it's still there. It, it endures. It's a, it stands. It's firm. 
It's solid. God's mercy. You never have to worry about him running out. There's another verse that says, he is plenteous in mercy. He's rich in mercy. He is mercy, mercy, mercy. And I'm so glad of it. But in verses 2, 3, and 4, listen to this. Let Israel now say that his mercy endureth forever. Verse 3, let the house of Aaron now say that his mercy endureth forever. Number 4, let them now that fear the Lord say that his mercy endureth forever. And it says, I found this one, it says, let full gospel assembly say praise the Lord. (laughs) Because his mercy endureth forever. Amen. And if we don't say it, who will? You won't find it on any of the news stations. I watched them one day. I watched it all day long. And not one time did anybody ever mention God or Jesus or anything from the Bible. It was just yakety, yakety, yak. I thought, I got so tired of that. I said, I, got, I, need, I need to hear a preacher preaching about Jesus. Amen. Verse 5, it says, I called upon the Lord in distress. Anybody ever been in distress? Distress is trouble. It's it's anguish, trouble, and it's also, it means a tight place. Anybody ever been in a tight place? You can get there on your own. You'll find, you'll think everything's going fine. All of a sudden you find out you're in a tight place. But listen, that's, Jesus is there for us. He says, I called upon the Lord in distress. The Lord answered. You know, God always answers your prayers. Do you realize that? I've actually heard Christians say, I prayed and prayed, God. God never did answer me. Well, the answer's on the way, or the, I got a news for you. Sometimes the answer is no. That's how much God loves you that sometimes he'll tell you no. These, these little ones running, we're like, it, Jesus said you must be as a little child. You see these little kids running around here? You know the best ones have got strict parents? I didn't get an amen out of that one. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, but he says, I call him, the, and the Lord answered me and set me in a large place. That's where I am this morning. I am in a large place this morning. I am not confined by this world. Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. We're in a large place. You think the the will of God has got you walking a tightrope? No, the will of God, when you're in this will, it's like walking in the Grand Canyon. You're in a large place. That's what Jesus sets you free. That's what you are. I don't... To be free. You're free in Christ. Let's act like we're free. We, you want to get up and praise the Lord? Go right ahead because you've got the freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. You have liberty to praise Him. Praise God. He put me in a large place. You know, that uh, Jeannie was talking the other uh, Friday night, and she started talking about the 91st Psalm. It said, they that dwell and the secret place of the Most High. See, dwell means living there. That's not, you don't visit a large place. You live there. Amen? 
You, you move the, they all walk through the valley of the shadow of death. That means keep on walking through that. You don't set up a tent there. But when you get to that large place that God gives you, you can put a tent up. I want to live here. This is where I want to live, in a large place that God provided for me. I have freedom in Christ this morning. Hallelujah. That is so good. Not bound. When the chains are broken. Hallelujah. No longer uh, subject to sin, but you got freedom over that. That's enough to shout out right there that you don't have to do these things anymore because Jesus has set you free. Hallelujah. I am free this morning. The shackles are gone. Hallelujah. Watch me. You know, our president said, you, don't, you think I'm old or think, well, you watch me. Thank you. I thought, we're watching you. I didn't mean to say that. But listen to this, Jeremiah 333. This is God's phone number. Jeremiah 333. Call unto me, and I will answer thee. You know, when you call on God, you get the answer. Uh, is, that, is that you, Lord? <laughs> Answer that way. <laughs> but call, call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee the great and mighty things. What in the world is great and mighty things? You know what the Lord showed me? It's right here. There's great and mighty things in this book. Hallelujah. There's things in there. Look. Every time you read it, I go, that's why I didn't see that before. Because the Holy Spirit will show you. I'll show you great and mighty things that which thou knowest not. I remember one time, this is years ago, and we used to have Wednesday night prayer meetings. And I was over there and I was praying. And the Holy Spirit come up on me and I started, God started loading my brain and my heart with scriptures. I got where I thought, oh my goodness, this is too much. I can't contain it. It was just overloading me. I thought, oh my goodness. And he was giving me answers to things. I was, oh Jesus. I was just praising him. And after everybody started to gather around after the prayer meeting, I got up and I thought, oh my head, I'm so full of God. I took about two steps and it was all gone. God said, you're not going to get that all at one time. Here a little and there a little. Line upon line, precept upon precept. You'll get it. I'll feed you. Amen. And he's still feeding me. That's been 20 years and he still feeds me. And I like it this way because I couldn't contain all that at one time. Ain't, ain't that the truth? Amen. You get overloaded and you, you get too smart for your britches, as they say down home. You think, I know stuff. Nan, uh, Shirley's always telling me, Bob, Bob knows stuff. <laughs> I said, Shirley, don't, don't tell people that. <laughs> They'll start asking me questions. <laughs> but he'll feed you. But listen, over into Ephesians 2.4, it says, but God, I love that, but God, no matter what you're going through, but God, who is rich in mercy. There it is again. He's rich. He's not a pauper. He's rich. For his great love 
wherewith he loved us. Praise God. Verse 5, listen to this. This should hit you home to you. Get ready for an amen, all right? Even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. He has quickened, I made, made alive. He just didn't make you alive. It's with Christ. The life of Jesus is in us this morning. He has quickened me, made me a new creation in him. I love it. Hallelujah. With Jesus, listen, quicken us together with Christ. By grace are you saved. And, and verse 6, and hath raised us up, us, that's usins. <laughs> he has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places. Now you're talking about a large place. Amen. Amen. We sat with Christ together with Jesus in heavenly places. Amen. Hallelujah. Make yourself at home. That's, that's how you should enjoy your salvation. You, you come into church and go, Lord, I'm coming into your, your abode now. But just, no, enter his gates with praise. Hallelujah. Give him thanks for everything he's done for you. He likes the cheerful people. He likes you people to be uh, glad that you know him. Amen? You know, if, you, if you're happy and you know it, let your face show it. <laughs> I, I love the Lord, I tell you. He's, he's been good. He's been good to me. But yeah, that's all he can do is be good to you. That's who he is. Praise God. But we have raised us up and sit together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. All the scriptures through that book there, it's always in Christ. You can't get nowhere else without him. It's got to be him. Amen? Now that's the large place. Now, uh, verse 6, it says, the Lord is on, this is back to 118. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear what man can do unto me. There's perfect love cast out all fear. A Christian shouldn't walk, a down, walk around wringing your hands about, oh, I wonder what's going to happen tomorrow. Oh, my goodness, I don't know what I'm going to do. Debbie, I, honey, I don't know what I'm going to do tomorrow. I know Jesus Christ. I'm praising him today. I'm going to praise him tomorrow because he's going to take care of me. They sang it, the promises. He's always going to be there for you. He's not far away. You can whisper his name, and he's right there. But I, I like to shout it sometimes. <laughs> Listen to Psalms 3.3. It says, But thou, O Lord, art a shield for me, my glory and the lifter up of my head. That's who he is. Do you, you ever get real down on yourself? And you start, oh, Lord, I, I, I can't do anything. Everything I do, I just can't do. And you keep going down and down. And you're like, oh, Jesus, I need help. I need help. I got the bills to do and this and here. And I, I've had a car wreck. 
all these things going on. But Jesus comes down. I've had this happen to me many times. I'm down, I'm praising him, I'm not begging him. I'm requesting for his assistance in my life. I need his help. And I'm down like that, and all of a sudden I feel that hand. He's the lifter of my head. He lifts up. He said, I'm going to restore you into your rightful position. See, the rightful position is what he gave Adam. He walked with Adam in the cool of the evening. Adam forfeited all that by not being obedient to him. But see, he said, I'll restore you. What we lost in Adam, we get back in Christ. We are fully persuaded this morning that we belong to him. We belong to him. He belongs to us. That's what we got in Christ Jesus. Verse 14 says, The Lord is my strength and song and has become my salvation. Where is your salvation this morning? Is it in full gospel assembly? No. I love coming here, but during the week I drive by here. That's a church building. Jesus is in me. I am the church. You are the church. Praise God. But he is, he's, he's my strength and my song. You're, you're, this Lord showed me this. Do you ever hear a, a song on the radio or something and it, get, and it gets in there and all day long you're singing it? You're good, and it can drive you crazy sometimes. You know. Put your left foot in, put your left <laughs> What is that? Then the hour later you're going, Shake it all about. <laughs> well, we should do that about Jesus. He is, if he's your song, you'll be singing, Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Mm, I love that. And, and I don't know about you, but I make my own songs up. I do. I just praise him. <laughs> he likes it because he shows, every time I sing, he shows up. He must like the way I sing. I can't sound like Duran, but Jesus likes my singing. <laughs> At least he told me he did. But he does. You ever praise him just by yourself? Ain't that wonderful? I remember years ago I was on the, I was coming on 275. I just worked out there. I was coming back, and I got to praise on the Lord, and the Holy Spirit filled my little truck, and I'm going down through there, and I caught myself. I was praising him with my hands off. <laughs> Jesus took the wheel. <laughs> And I'm going, I'm praising the Lord. I go by and there's a cop sitting there. <laughs> I went, oh. I look back, you know, and he's still sitting there. He's probably reading something. But that's the, you know, the freedom we have in him. You've got to praise him. And this is verse 15. The voice of rejoicing and salvation is in the tabernacle of the righteous. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. And the Lord showed me this one here. The voice of rejoicing and salvation is in the tabernacle. Not murmuring. You enter them gates with praise for Jesus. But I hear people, boy, that the other day I come, you start murmuring about something. I wish, I wish they would fix that front door. That's it. See him. I, <laughs> no, but... You shouldn't come in with an attitude like that. And you know, when you come to church to worship Jesus, you should bring your worship with you. 
Boy, I can't wait to get to church. I'm going to worship the Lord. What's wrong with right now? I was worshiping him this morning. Right up there by my little desk. You're allowed. Amen. Then when you get here, you're already ready to go. Amen. And uh, the voice of rejoicing and salvation is in the tabernacle of, this right, of the righteous. The right hand of God dwells upon me. We rejoice in the rest we have in Christ Jesus. Marsha mentioned that this morning in Sunday school. There's a rest that you're in. You're, I'll tell you, there's so many Christians there. You're, you make laws unto yourself. I got to do this and this and this. I make sure I got to do this, this. You have freedom in Christ. You entered into Jesus' rest. It's all, whatever you want to do, Jesus already did it. He did it at Calvary. He said it is finished. What do you think he meant by that? It's finished. Her salvation is complete. The Bible tells you, you are complete in him. I'm in Christ, so that makes me complete. Amen? When I used to, I remember my report card in school, it had these little red marks on it, I, I-N-C or something. I, I never could figure out what that was. But I was incomplete. <laughs> what do you mean I'm incomplete? I'm here. No, but in Christ, you are complete in him because every, all your sins, all your life and everything is turned over to him. You know why? Because you was bought with a price. You're no longer your own. I have somebody to take care of me. You know, my mom and dad, they're going, they're over in glory. All my brothers are over in glory. I got Nancy. She takes care of me as much as she can. But I have Jesus. Jesus takes care of me. And I think he's done a pretty good job of it. I'm still alive. I got ailments. I got the, you know, all that old stuff you get, you know. But I, that's, that's nothing. I have Jesus Christ as my Savior. I am complete. Praise God. And Matthew eleven twenty eight says, listen to this. Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He's talking about the law there. You make these laws unto yourself, that, that makes you, uh, you, you labor and are heavy laden with things of this world. You don't need all that. You're free in Christ. Listen to this. He says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am a meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. There's a rest in Jesus. You know why the, the, they couldn't go into the promised land? They couldn't enter into his rest? Is because of unbelief. That's what keeps most people, that's why people can't get saved. They don't believe. Aaron, I saw you last Sunday. He was, he was just, that did my heart so good. I saw how he was doing. That was so good. He said, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And then verse 19 says, open to me the gates of righteousness I will go into them, and I will praise the Lord. That's what we're supposed to do when we come in. And it's enter in. at the, You have to enter in with the right spirit. Like I said, you got to worship. You have the spirit of worship in you. Bring it on in with you. If all, everybody shows up with a spirit of worship, man, I tell you, 
we can have a time in the Lord. Uh, years ago on Sunday nights, I'm telling you, oh. But see, we changed. God didn't change. He's the same as he was. He's the same yesterday and the day and forever. Enter in that with the right spirit and the world. And beware, the Lord put this in really on my heart. Enter in with the right spirit and be aware of distractions. You know, the devil knows what distracts you because you let him know it. You'll get around talking to another Christian. You say, boy, I wish some people wouldn't do that. Devil's uh, writing it down. And he'll distract you with that. That's why you should come in with your eyes on Jesus. Going to get ready to worship him. See, to enter in the gates of righteousness. You know, the world don't care. Have you ever figured this one out? The world don't care if the gates are open or not. They could care less that you go to church. We're going to church this morning. Look, we got a Bible and everything. Your neighbor's going, eh, they do that every week. They don't care. And most, most people, our government especially, want these doors shut. Can you, do you know that's coming? It's already started up in Canada. You, you use the wrong pronoun on somebody, they'll shut you down. And I always, I always tell them, his is my pronoun. His, I'm talking about Jesus Christ. I belong to him. You like that pronoun? You belong to him. It's his. We're bought with a price. His. That's what we got. But you have to worship in spirit and in truth. And then finally, you have to enter in at the right gate. It says enter in at the, the gate. That's where the brazen altar was. You know God's tabernacle? There's only one way in it. There's only one gate. And when you go through that gate, you know what was there? The brazen altar. That's where the sacrifice was made. It's the same as the church. You come in, there's only one door. One door. John 4, 24 says, God is the spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. You must start at Calvary. Just like the Jews did, they had to go in the front door with a brazen altar, the sacrifice. Calvary is where our sacrifice was made when Jesus died on that cross. That is the gospel. I was watching a preacher the other day, and they, they interviewed him, and they said, how come your church don't have a cross? He said, we found out that that offends people. I don't, does that offend you? It offends sin. Amen? I'll leave it go with that. Verse uh, John 10, 1. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. We got thousands of people coming across our southern border. They're thieves and robbers. There's only like six or seven. I can't, I try to look that up on the internet. How many points of interest, entrance into this country are legal? where you can go and you have to get on a waiting list. It's just like getting into the church of Christ. There's only one way in. 
And the invitation is out to you. Come unto me, all you that labor. Come on. Come to me. And that's, these people are coming in illegal. And that's just, that's a picture of how the churches are becoming. I, I, I see on YouTube a lot of different churches. And some of them, I, I, I don't want to have a critical spirit. But some of them, I don't, I don't feel Jesus in that place. They, they worship worship. They don't worship the Christ. They worship the worship. And you, you check that out for yourself. You pray about that and let the Lord lead you then. And it says, to him the porter opened, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name. He leadeth, and he leadeth them out. You know where he leads you to? Green pastures. This is... This is what we eat. We're lambs. We're sheep. We eat the green pasture. This is the word of God. This is where your nourishment is. It's the word of God. And then Isaiah 65, 24. And it shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. And while they are yet speaking, I will hear. That ever happened to you? Did you ever just be thinking about something? And the Lord will answer it for you. That's how awesome he is. Praise God. Ephesians, I'm going to finish with uh, Becky. You guys want to come back? Ephesians 3.20. It says, Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to to the power that worketh in us. There's a Holy Spirit living in you. And it's according to the power in us. The Spirit is there, but we have directed power to Him, to submit to Him. Ask and believe Him. That's, that's how you, you got to believe. You, you just don't pray to be praying. You have to believe who you're... You know, when you pray, do you realize who you're talking to? Think about that. You're talking to the God of glory, creator God. I was watching something the other day, the scientists, they said that new uh, telescope they got, they said they look and there's 100 million light years. There's something out there. 100 million light years? And the, the word of God says he did it in a span. You know what a span is? It's between your thumb and your finger. That's how big our God is. There's 100, 100 million light years in there. That's how big our God is. And that same God wants to come and live in your heart. How's that, how's that happen? How's he do that? I don't know, but I know he does. I felt him this morning over there. I stood up and started praising us, Lord. I want to feel you this morning. And he put his arms around me. There's nothing, there's nothing in this world can compare to that when Jesus touches you and you and the Holy Spirit in you. The Spirit and the Word, they unite in your heart and you know it's real. Amen. So this morning, if you have a need or you want to get to know Jesus, these altars are open. 
And uh, I'm done. And uh, I'm done. You can start. Amen. Amen. Y'all want to stand? Let's have a song. I started out with an invitation, and this is the invitation to come closer to the Lord. You have, you have to, James said, draw nigh to me, and I'll draw nigh to you. I was up, this is a year ago, two years ago. I'm up in my office, and I'm praying. I'll come across some, I was reading that scripture, and I got up, and I said, Lord Jesus, this is your word. I said, I'm going to take a step towards you, and you take a step towards me. So I got up in my office, and I, I closed my eyes, and I started praising him. And when I took a step forward, that's when that Holy Spirit just put his arms around me. Right there in my office, nobody else around. He'll do that for you. You make the move. He will draw you to you so you'll make the first move. That's how great he is. Amen. So this morning, if you, if you have a need, you come up here. We'll pray for you. We'll anoint you, whatever you need. Amen. Oh, to Jesus, I surrender all. To him I freely give. I will ever love and trust.
I thank you for your patience today. If you can, come back tonight. I know there's a, there's a story in the, in the New Testament where they was having a marriage and they bid for them people to come to the wedding. And Israel was those people and they rejected coming to the wedding. And he sent them out to the highways and the byways to bring them in. And I want to tell you something, other. God's using the church. We are the ones that should shine to Israel. God wants to use the church to show Israel what they missed. Because we have received the blessing of what God gave the Son of God. We received it because they rejected it. And I want you to understand something. God's going to move on the church. He's moving on the church. And we need that unity. And we need that, I think DJ said it yesterday, the unity of our believers. We need to be together as one. We need to pray for each other. I, I listened to the, some of the young people yesterday, and I thought to myself, you know what? We are no different than they were. We all came from the same place. There is no big eyes in God's kingdom. We're all one people trying to make it home. Some of us a little farther down the road than the others. But can I tell you something? God's trying to help us to help each other. We need each other. And we need to help each other make it. I praise God for every saint that I've ever known, that I've that I met in my lifetime that's walked for God. And we need to be those people to our young. And they need to understand we don't think we're one bit better than they are. We are just striving every day to live this life. But they need Jesus. They need to see the power of God. They need to see the love of God. They need to know that God is working on them.